Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WNCK.FM Internet Radio. So, if you are first-time listeners, we deal with consumer issues on the show. And uh, so, if you have any ideas of any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at cons- uh, CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have any ideas um, uh, of any products or services that you would like to rave about or you would like to complain about, you can also email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on uh, Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. All right, so I hope everybody has gotten through the week without any product or service mishap. Um, Or maybe you have a product or service that you absolutely love. Again, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. So you may have heard in the news lately about a certain industry that has been having a lot of troubles in the last couple of weeks, and that is the e-cigarette industry. Uh, they've been having problems from you know any, any uh, from coming in all directions from President Trump banning all flavors except for tobacco flavored e-cigarettes to the respiratory illnesses that have recently popped up or also schools are now suing the e-cigarette industry. Uh, There's such a concern that Tube City Online reported that the Healthy Village Learning Institution at St. Pius V Catholic School, which is off of Versailles Avenue, hosted an anti-vaping forum for parents and guardians of teens that was yesterday uh, September 28th and it was for people who were concerned about the use of e-cigarettes and vapes by their children and grandchildren because a lot of high schoolers are using these e-cigarettes and vapes thinking that maybe they're safer but in the news lately not so much now I was a smoker and I had quit in 2010 and I don't think these e-cigarettes were available uh, back then. I'm thinking that that is the case. So uh, I often wondered though if they had these e-cigarettes back then uh, would I have been able to quit the cigarettes sooner or would I have just transferred my tobacco addiction from cigarettes to the e-cigarettes. Then I thought to myself, well, maybe that wouldn't have been so bad because it probably would have been cheaper to smoke the e-cigarettes and vape them as because that's really the reason why I quit was cigarettes were just getting outrageously priced um, because of all the taxes that they were putting on them. And at the time I quit, they were about five bucks a pack. And now I think they're about between seven and eight. So that's just too much. And especially if you smoke a pack a day, that's just wasting way too much money. So it might have been a little less expensive to smoke the e-cigarettes too. And uh, also they had different flavors, so that would have been nice, I guess, also. But the other perk would have been, you you know, the smokers may have been able to 
use these e-cigarettes inside. But lately, even that perk's been going away because a lot of establishments have signs that say no vaping. And I, I, I think I read one time that it was because the uh, odor from the e-cigarettes were bothering some patrons. And some of the flavors come in fruity flavors, so maybe the aroma would be like strawberry or something. Somebody didn't want to smell that while they're eating their hamburger or something. I, I'm not sure. But I did read somewhere that it was because of the odor of the vape. So, so uh, we'll, I'll be talking more about these problems that the industry is having. But first, we have to get to the recall portion of the show. So let's go ahead and get to that. All right, let's hit the consumer products recall. First and foremost, Home Meridian recalls three drawer chests due to tip over and entrapment hazards. The recalled chests are unstable if they are not anchored to the wall, posing serious tip over and entrapment hazards that can result in deaths or injuries to children. The chests do not comply with the performance requirements of the U.S. Voluntary Industry Standard. ASKO ASCO recalls dishwashers due to fire hazard. The dishwasher power cord can overheat, posing a fire hazard. DeWalt recalls utility bars due to injury hazard. The utility bar can break while being used for prying, posing an injury hazard to the user. All right, on to the FDA recall safety alerts. Again, we've seen this in the recall list. And also, if you are concerned you have any of these products that are being recalled, you can go to www.recalls.gov and you can find the product. Click on the link and it'll tell you everything you want to know and how you're supposed to deal with it, whether you go to this website or you call this phone number. And also, if you're supposed to turn it in for uh, money back or another product, it will tell you all that at www.recalls.gov. Now, in the FDA safety recall alert list, this has been in there for a couple of weeks. Torrent Pharmaceuticals, uh, again, expanding the voluntary nationwide recall of losartan potassium tablets. Uh, blood pressure medication is possibly tainted with a cancer-causing chemical that we talked about last week. So, again, they're expanding the recall again and again and again on losartan potassium tablets. And those are blood pressure medications. All right, so frozen and refrigerated cookie dough products recalled due to potential health risk from allergens. California New Foods has issued a voluntary recall of frozen and refrigerated cookie dough products due to lack of labeling that addresses the potential for the products to contain peanut and walnut allergens. Euphoria Fancy Food Inc. recalls Captain K salmon filet due to possible health risk. Euphoria Fancy Food Inc. of Brooklyn, New York is recalling its 7.05 ounce packages of Captain K salmon slightly solid pieces because they may be contaminated with listeria. Alright, next up, uh, Sandoz. Both of these companies, Sandoz and... 
Apotex Corps is issuing a voluntary recall of rantidine, rantidine, that's how you say it, rantidine tablets, a generic form of Zantac meant to treat heartburn over concerns that the tablets may contain too much of a probable human carcinogen, which also is a cancer-causing chemical. So now they're trying, they're finding all kinds of these cancer-causing chemicals in these drugs, the first, the blood pressure medication, low certain potassium tablets, and then the rentididin uh, hydrochloride capsules, and those are a generic form of Zantac meant to treat heartburn. So be aware that you'll probably see that in the upcoming uh, FDA recalls as well. All right, uh, let's see. Weaver Fundraising LLC issues allergy alert on undeclared almonds, cashews, and pecans in trails and chocolatey caramel crunch. Sold in Houston, Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, they are voluntarily recalling 15-ounce tins containing trails and chocolatey <laughs> caramel crunch because they may inadvertently contain almonds, cashews, and pecans. Keurig, Dr. Pepper announces voluntary withdrawal of unflavored Penafiel mineral spring water that does not meet FDA bottled water quality standards. And we did a show about this about oh, six months ago or so about uh, these waters having outrageous arsenic, arse, uh, arsenic levels. And uh, this is, uh, I can't believe they're waiting this long to withdraw their unflavored Penafiel mineral spring water. But that's exactly why they're withdrawing it. Uh, they are withdrawing unflavored mineral spring water products imported from Mexico due to the presence of a lot of levels, uh, uh, big levels of arsenic. So, finally, but we did that story, and they were on the top of the list as far as their arsenic, uh, arsenic levels were concerned. And so, I can't believe they're taking this long to uh, go ahead and withdraw that. All right, so we have this on the list again this week. TB or TDBBS voluntarily recalls pig ear pet treats. Uh, it's important to know no illnesses reported. This is strictly precautionary. This recall has been initiated due to possible salmonella contamination, which poses a health risk. It is, again, important to know that no illnesses have been reported and the amount of affected product is minimal. Rongxing Trading, New York, Inc. Inc. Uh, issues allergy alert on undeclared milk and ganchi candies. Right, because they may contain undeclared milk allergens. And, of course, consumers who are allergic to milk may run the risk of serious or life-threatening allergic reactions if they consume this product. Alright, so on to the FSIS recalls. Tip Top Poultry Inc. recalls ready-to-eat poultry products due to possible listeria contamination. Uh, they are a Rock Mart, Georgia establishment. And uh, they are recalling an undetermined amount of ready-to-eat products that may be adulterated with listeria. And then the other is Fisher Packing Company recalls ready-to-eat pork products due to possible listeria contamination. Now, they are recalling approximately 744 pounds of ready-to-eat products that may be adulterated with listeria. All right. 
So that'll do it for the recall portion of our show. On to the main event, uh, which is uh, talking about um, uh, the happenings that are happening with the e-cigarette industries. All right, so let's, I called this up. This is the latest article on what's going on. This was uh, written September 28th. That was yesterday. By Berkeley Lovelace Jr. and Angelica Levito. This is a CNBC article. More deaths, investigations, and turmoil at Juul. Here's what happened in the vaping crisis this week. So let me scroll down. The furor over vaping reached a crescendo this week with two congressional hearings, hundreds of new cases of a mysterious lung disease, upheaval at e-cigarette maker Juul, and canceled merger plans between big tobacco companies Altria and Philip Morris International. I see, I didn't even know that they were trying to get together with that uh, under the e-cigarette industry, huh? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has dispatched more than 100 doctors and investigators to try to figure out what's making 805 people sick and killed at least 13. Now see, that uh, the latest article I read was 12, so they're up to 13 deaths now. The early symptoms include, include coughing, shortness of breath or chest pain, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, fatigue, or abdominal pain. The Federal Drug Administration and Drug Enforcement Administration have opened a criminal probe into the vaping illnesses while Congress and other agencies conduct their own probes into the e-cigarette industry and market leader Juul. Alright, so here's what you need to know. The vaping illness outbreak has now spread to 46 states and one territory with public health officials in 10 states reporting deaths. The first illnesses cropped up in April and rapidly increased uh, beginning in July. The first death was reported on August 23rd in Illinois. The most recent fatalities were reported by health officials in North Carolina and Oregon on Thursday. The disease is mostly hitting men and all reported cases have a history of e-cigarette or vaping use. All right, so they give us some demographics here, which we don't need to know, I don't think. Uh, But they are 18 to 34 years old, which means uh, 16.2% are under the age of 18, which means high school age people are using these. So the specific chemical causing people to fall ill is still unknown. Among the 514 cases where the CDC has data on which substances substances they were vaping, 76.9% said they used THC and 56.8% reported using nicotine. So, uh, let's see, 36% said they exclusively used THC, while 16% said they only vaped nicotine. So, all, you know, as they said, most of them were using the THC, so you almost thought, well, maybe that's what was causing it. But, but then there are some reported that said they only vaped the nicotine. So it's unclear that role e-cigarettes, what role e-cigarettes have played in the illnesses. 
most patients said they vaped THC, the marijuana compound that produces a high, but the CDC has not ruled out anything yet, noting that some people reported using only nicotine. Until they have more information, the CDC is urging consumers not to buy e-cigarette products off the street or add any substances that are not intended by the manufacturer. Adults who use e-cigarettes containing nicotine to quit cigarette smoking should not return to smoking cigarettes, the agency said. All right. So then another thing that happened was a ban on flavored e-cigarettes because they feel that that attracts the younger people. Advertisements of e-cigarettes with young models, bright colors, and fruity flavors have been criticized by health officials, lawmakers, and parents for attracting young people to vaping. State and uh, local international health regulators are taking action. Michigan is the first state to ban sales of flavored e-cigarettes, while San Francisco became the uh, first U.S. city to prohibit the sales of flavored e-cigarette products. Also, also, Boulder, Colorado has passed a similar measure and Washington State Government Jay Inslee directed officials to ban the products on Friday. So, uh, Israel's Ministry of Health is imposing an immediate ban on the sales of oil-based flavored vaping pods, according to the Times of Israel. Yeah, and uh, so earlier this month, uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar said earlier this month that President Donald Trump was preparing a ban on flavored e-cigarettes as the vaping-related deaths intensified. U.S. lawmakers are seizing on the outbreak to scrutinize the e-cigarette industry. A House panel that is investigating the market leader, Jewel, pressed a top CDC official on Tuesday for answers on what's making people sick. The FDA has also come under fire from lawmakers and public health groups for dropping the ball in regulating the vaping industry. So let's go on and listen to a video. It's called, Is Vaping Safe? This was uh, posted almost a week ago. Um, <clears throat> Doctor talks e-cigarettes and lung disease. And it's posted by Dog. MD. So let's take a listen as to um, <clears throat> what this has to say. Listen, guys, everyone's asking me about vaping, bro. I get it. Vaping is dope. It kind of tastes good. Like if you used to smoke cigarettes, a lot of people have quit by vaping and they feel like it's a safer thing because burning a cigarette is like we know you're gonna get cancer or emphysema eventually the longer you do it. And so vaping has really kind of supplanted this. A lot of young kids though are vaping as the only thing they do and becoming hooked on nicotine containing products. So that's a downside. But then the bigger downside that's all over the news now is people are apparently dying. And I'm hearing this from friends that are physicians. They're seeing this lung disease, severe, severe illness, and a few deaths already from people who've been vaping. Now, we don't know exactly what's going on. It seems to be associated with CBD-containing products, some kind of additive or adulterant, whether it's a vitamin C acetate, whether it's some uh, spiking of a synthetic marijuana derivative in these products. The bottom line is the reason I'm telling people right now don't vape until we figure this out is because we just don't 
No. And the, the, the regulatory environment behind this is so behind the innovation in these products that now they're everywhere, but nobody really knows how to regulate or test them or do anything. And it took us a long time to figure out that cigarettes would slowly kill you. And the question is, is it going to take us a long time to figure out that vaping is either going to slowly kill you or kill you instantly, depending on what adulterant is in the vape juice? So I think the safest thing to do is just smoke cigarettes because they're totally natural. I mean, American spirits, right? Right? You guys giving me money, American spirits? I'm kidding. The best thing to do is try to quit all of that, don't start if you don't already smoke and wait until we learn more. We need to study it and honestly, I'm not a big fan of regulation, but we need to regulate the hell out of it because it can potentially injure people if you don't. So here's the call to action. Share this thing. If you vape now and you've quit smoking and you're vaping, try to stick with products that are kind of mainstream. Don't go into that weird CBD. Not By the way, guys, let's just be, okay, let's be honest. The CBD stuff is placebo, unless it has a little THC adultered in it, which often is the case, in which case you're a little high. That's the reason you're less anxious or you have these effects that you think you have, or it's placebo. The studies on CBD so far are inconclusive. So stop listening to your bros, maybe meditate, do some deep breathing. There's a million ways to chill that don't involve putting your life at risk immediately with something we don't understand yet. And look, maybe I sound like an old man. It's because I am an old man. I mean, look at me. I'm in front of white. Who does that anymore? All right? Z-Dog out. By the way, become a supporter. Subscribe. Hit the little bell. We love you. We need you. It's a tribe. Health 3.0. We out. All right. So he's recommending just stay away from everything Unless you really need it, then you just stick with the mainstream stuff. No, nothing new like the CBD stuff. All right, so more in the news. The nation's leading e-cigarette maker, Juul, has come under pressure over the last year for allegedly marketing to underage kids. But it's now getting caught up in the public health crisis, even though federal officials say illegal or counterfeit products are likely to blame. Doctors still can't rule anything out, they say. Yeah, so if you modify your e-cigarette cylinders to have um, THC in it, uh, then that might be a problem. Like if they're modifying the cylinders, um, that might be what's causing it. E either you modify it to more nicotine or you modify it to have THC in it. Uh, that might be causing the problems. So we'll have to stay tuned in the coming weeks to see what exactly is causing these deaths. All right, so Jewel replaced its CEO, Kevin Burns, with a former Altria executive, Casey Crosswaite, on Wednesday, the day after confirming it was going to reduce its staff and slow hiring. And that was um, in the Wall Street Journal the September 25th. Uh, issue. Uh, they had a <clears throat> they had an article about uh, Jewel reducing its staff, and slow they're going to start slowing hiring. Now, pro uh, federal prosecutors in California have also reportedly opened a criminal probe of Jewel. Ooh, that's not good. So, and there's been some congressional hearings. Lawmakers grilled the CDC and then the FDA over two days of hearing this week uh, looking into the vaping crisis. And so that's been happening. 
they say that uh, doctors worry the nicotine salts used by Juul make its e-cigarettes especially dangerous for teens. Uh, doctors believe they could cross the blood-brain barrier and cause difficulty in learning, memory, and attention, as well as priming the body to become addicted to other substances. Um, they also feel that the CDC is particularly worried about flavored e-cigarettes and the role that they play in hooking young people to a life of nicotine. And we really want to avoid another generation being addicted to nicotine. Um, I mean, that's why they tried so hard to raise taxes to make uh, cigarettes uh, so expensive that nobody can afford them and, uh, and to try to quit, which is, you know, that was my thing, why I wanted to quit, because I didn't want to uh, pay those outrageous prices. But then they have now a substitute, the e-cigarettes, and so it's just uh, continuing that addiction. So that's what's going on. Uh, in there, and then, uh, uh, and then Philip Morris and Altria were going to merge, I guess. Um, they called it off, though. And according to the Wall Street Journal, Philip Morris's board became increasingly uncomfortable with the deal amid the shifting U.S. regulatory environment on vaping. Altria, the top investor in Juul, unsuccessfully tried to salvage the talks. The journal said. And so, you know, they all that rigmarole about mergers and whatnot. So, um, they, uh, so that's what's been going on with uh, the deaths. Now, not only all of that is going on against uh, the e-cigarette industry, but now schools are going to start suing. Here's a news story from Kansas City TV News 5. All at the schools poised to sue e-cigarette maker Juul. And this is a school in Kansas City. As the uproar over uh, the health concerns caused by vaping grows across the county, one local school district seems poised to do something about it. On the district uh, website, all at Public schools said the school board will meet midday Friday to vote on suing vaping products company Juul. A document available on the calendar listing for the meetings outlines some details of a resolution being presented. In it, the district notes the serious difficulties with students using Juul devices, saying the use has caused disruptions and has forced schools to divert resources to curb and prevent student jewel usage. Hmm. This news comes the same week after a second death in Kansas has been tied to vaping. Missouri officials have also confirmed a recent death was connected to vaping. A survey by the Department of Education survey of 2,000 Kansas high school students in 2017 found that 32.2% had tried vaping. Many school districts around the Kansas City metro have worked to get warnings out about vaping out to parents, noting that some students are becoming addicted before they even hit high school. So, uh, then it just goes on to say that KCTV 5 News will have the latest Friday on the developments from Olaf.
So and it, that's just one school district, and I'm sure when others see this new story or maybe when they see that this school district is successful in suing Jewel, that others will follow as well because uh, I did not know what a crisis this was. I mean, they're saying that they're even vaping even before high school, that when they get to high school, they are already addicted to uh, the nicotine product. All right, so uh, let's go on to our next video. This is called The Dangers of E-Cigarettes. This is Mayo Clinic Radio and posted by the Mayo Clinic. This was done a year ago. So let's see what they had to say a year ago about, you know, maybe they predicted that some of this was going to happen. So let's take a listen. Welcome back to Mayo Clinic Radio. I'm Dr. Tom Shives. And I'm Tracy McRae. This past May marked 20 years since the state of Minnesota and the tobacco companies companies reached a $6 billion settlement. At the heart of the settlement was the fact that tobacco companies were targeting youth and teenagers with their advertising. Now, some of the settlement money was used to fund public health programs and anti-smoking campaigns with an emphasis on teens and young adults. While the number of teens who smoke cigarettes has fallen, a new option has emerged, electronic cigarettes, also referred to as e-cigarettes or vaping. Are e-cigarettes a safe way to smoke? Here to discuss is Dr. Taylor Hayes, director of Mayo Clinic Nicotine Dependence Center. Welcome back to the program, Dr. Hayes. Thanks for having me. Well, Dr. Hayes, whoever invented the e-cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> well, the <clears throat> e-cigarette the e was probably invented by uh, some folks in China, uh, Ruan Company, and somewhere in the mid-2010, 11 range. Um, it didn't catch on quickly, but since 2011, it definitely uh, has grown in interest and use particularly through internet sales. And I guess the thing I'd point out is that we talk about e-cigarettes like it's one thing, and now it's not one thing any longer. What there do you mean are, by that? There are probably 500 different devices you could purchase on the internet and about 8,000 different solutions that you can use in them. So it's uh, also gone through several generations. We used to have what we called SIGA-like e-cigarettes. You can still find them. You, they look like cigarettes, have a little LED light on the end that, that uh, looks like the, the burning end mm -hmm. of the rod. <clears throat> and um, then there were refillable versions, and now they're called mods or modifiable. They typically have tanks. They have all the elements, a, a heating element that's powered by a battery, and a tank for a solution. But they are larger, that you can uh, interchange components, you can alter the voltage and amperage, uh, on the devices, so they're they not one quite, thing. Quite sophisticated. <laughs> Very sophisticated, <laughs> yes. So what's in there? So the basic device is, as I said, a, <clears throat> a power source, an energy source, a battery, typically a, a lithium-ion battery nowadays, um, a tank or some kind of uh, cartridge that holds solution, and typically the solution contains nicotine, but not always. It may, hmm. take, may contain other flavorants. Uh, as well. Uh, and so when you use the device, uh, the 
heating element that's powered by the battery aerosolizes the solution, and then you can inhale it. Hmm. So that's what the battery is for. It's it, it's a liquid that you put in there, and then the battery uh, provides the power to aerosolize the, the liquid, and then right. you inhale it. Right. Electric heating element is powered by the battery, and that heating aerosolizes that solution, and you inhale it. When Dr. Shives asked who came up with this, I thought the answer was tobacco companies. I thought tobacco companies invented e-cigarettes, but they definitely are on board, aren't they? Yeah. Well, in a way, they were. I mean, uh, in the... the um, Tobacco company that's supported by the Chinese government, or at the time was, uh, was the developer. Uh, tobacco companies are invested in e-cigarettes, uh, but it's really still, I think, the Wild West. <laughs> because although the FDA has taken on regulatory authority, there really aren't very many regulations put in place for uh, what devices can come on the market and what kind of things that they can have in them or how they can be used and so forth. Are they safer than smoking? I mean, the, the very simple answer is yes. Combustible tobacco is much more dangerous than e-cigarettes. Um, so at the highest level, we'd say, yeah, fewer uh, harmful substances are in e-cigarettes. We um, think. We, 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 we believe. We, and, and in fact, there's some data to suggest that although you can find some of the same substances in e-cigarette aerosol as you can find in combustible tobacco smoke, far less. Hmm. So um, they are safer in that regard. I, the, the more detailed answer to the question is, we don't know what the net public health effect is going to be as e-cigarettes continue to diffuse in the population. You commented on youth use of e-cigarettes. So good news, tobacco use is down in youth. Bad news, e-cigarette use is up. And I think all the data suggests that kids who use e-cigarettes are more likely to convert to combustible tobacco hmm. and more likely to use combustible tobacco more heavily if they've been an e-cigarette user. So the net public health benefit is uncertain. And I think that's where the arguments lie. But most of them do contain nicotine, right? I mean, the kids smoke them or anybody would smoke them because of the, of the nicotine mainly? Yes. I mean, not just because Mostly. it tastes like a strawberry or whatever. Uh, it's unclear. I mean, obviously, that's the marketing ploy, right, to, to flavor the, the solutions. Um, and just as an aside, the FDA really got on a company for marketing a solution that was marketed as juice mm. in a box that looked like apple juice box. So they immediately got on them for that. But um, I think the marketing to youth, the flavorants and so forth do play a role. Most of them contain nicotine. The problem is that the labels aren't always accurate. And so we don't always know that they contain the specified amount. And sometimes things that say they contain nicotine don't. And on the other hand, some things that say they don't contain nicotine may. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's no good manufacturing process that the people are held to. You could make it in your basement if you want to and sell it on the internet. When e-cigarettes first came around, what I remember hearing about them was, oh, well, if there's no smoking, you know, in this area, you can use the e-cigarettes to make your way around that. Or you use e-cigarettes to help you quit smoking. Is there any evidence that e-cigarettes help you quit smoking? So for adults, there is some evidence. It's quite limited that it may help uh, people quit using combustible tobacco. Um, there's some evidence that the more often you use an e-cigarette, the more likely you are to ultimately quit using combustible tobacco. Mm. On the other hand, 
currently most adults who use e-cigarettes are dual users. They continue to use tobacco <laughs> uh, and smoke e-cigarettes. So again, I, it, it, the, this issue of public health benefit, unclear. If, if an individual asked me, if I completely switch from smoking cigarettes to smoking e-cigarettes only and exclusively, will it reduce the harm? Almost certainly the answer is yes. What's the uh, attraction for a teenager? And I guess, <laughs> the, I mean, the, the same question would go for tobacco. I mean, a, a lot of the kids when I, when I was a teenager smoked. I don't know exactly what the attraction was, but I guess it made it made you feel more grown up because older people smoked. But I can't quite understand the, uh, and it was the nicotine after a while. Mm-hmm. But so what's the attraction for an e-cigarette? I mean, do they think it, does it look cool or... Well, I mean, and the you're fruit, a mom of a teenager. The fruit, oh, don't get me. The fruit <laughs> flavor that, that does have nicotine in it, the ones that kids are smoking. Yeah, so the solutions that are mostly marketed to students and youth are flavored. Uh, and so I think that has an attraction, not just fruit flavor, but gum flavors and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. And the packaging is, packaging is attractive. Now, Dr. Shives, you're asking me to remember what it was, what I was thinking when I was a teenager. <laughs> that's that's hard. So you, what drives that? I, I think it's acceptance. We know kids who are more um, open to experience, more sensation-seeking, are likely to do it. They're more likely to use if their parents use, more likely to use if their siblings use, and more likely to use if their friends and close associates use. So it's it's uh, probably a social thing as well. Teenagers, you know, uh, your kids. We well, you see it you, you everywhere. See, is that right? Yeah. So far, uh, when you school? say the peer group, I so far. No, I have not seen this in that peer group, but I also think it smells so bad. It's just like cigarette smoke. You cannot hide that. Mm-hmm. Can't hide that from mom really? or dad. Well, well could moms, you? you? can't hide anything from your mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've been talking about e-cigarettes with the director of the Mayo Clinic Nicotine Dependence Center, Dr. J. Taylor Hayes. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I don't know. It seemed like he was non-committal about... <laughs> I mean, he did say it was better than smoking regular cigarettes, but now, a year later, I'm wondering if that's true or not, right? But how could he predict that all these lung illnesses were going to pop up? I mean, everybody had been smoking these e-cigarettes for quite a few years. Apparently, they just invented it around the time I quit smoking, but I didn't know that they were around. Um and people have been using them since then and without any tragedies happen as they are happening recently so um you know so this might be something that was introduced or somebody is modifying the uh cylinders that go into the e-cigarettes or something that's causing these lung illnesses so you know we'll find out in the next couple weeks i'm sure the cdc will finally track down what's going on uh, I don't know if they get, you know, the, the people who have these illnesses, do they collect their paraphernalia to test them? Um, maybe they do that. I'm not sure. But, I mean, that would make sense to me, not only to take the people who are ill, their testimony, but also take the per- paraphernalia that they were using to test them with for any odd chemicals that might be in there that's not normally in the e-cigarettes so we'll see in the next couple of weeks i guess but uh, i was talking about this article earlier 
in the Wall Street Journal. It's um, September 25th issue. Jewel prepares staff shakeup amid U.S. crackdown, written by Jennifer Maloney. Uh, Jewel employs about 3,900 people and has been adding hundreds of staff as it expands in the U.S. and abroad. Jewel Labs Inc. is preparing a staff restructuring as the e-cigarette maker braces for slower sales following a mysterious vaping-related illness and a proposed U.S. ban on flavors that make up more than 80% of its sales. The move underscores the pressure faced by one of the country's most valuable startups. The San Francisco company, which employs about 3,900 people, has been adding hundreds of staff as it expands in the U.S. and abroad. It has about 225 employees at the end of 2017. Well, it had about 225 employees. While, oh, so they expanded quite a bit in two years then. While Jewel plans to continue its expansion, the company will scale back the pace of its hiring and some jobs will be eliminated, according to people familiar with the matter. All job postings are under review, the people said. Uh, Jewel this week instructed managers of some divisions to prepare staff reduction plans, identifying must-keep roles, some of the people said. And, uh... Jewel will try to avoid layoffs by redeploying staff to new or existing open positions where possible. Uh, The company last week implemented a two-week hiring freeze but has made exceptions. Jewel's website lists hundreds of job openings from engineering and data science roles in San Francisco to sales and marketing functions in Montreal and Moscow. The company recently issued $785 million in convertible debt, in part to fund its expansion. Now, U.S. health officials have urged adults to stop vaping while the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention investigates a rash of respiratory illnesses that have sickened hundreds of people. And at the time this was written, they said it caused eight deaths, but we know now we're up to 13. Now, Juul hasn't been linked to the illnesses. Juul's U.S. sales fell in August as officials raised the alarm about the illnesses, dropping to $278 million in the four weeks ending September 7th from $294 million in the four weeks before that. On Tuesday, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker declared a public health emergency and ordered a four-month ban on the sale of e-cigarettes and marijuana vaping products. Citing a surge in underage vaping, the Trump administration earlier this month said it planned to ban all e-cigarettes except those formulated to taste like tobacco. The banned flavors, including mint and menthol, represent more than 80% of Juul's sales. Juul, meanwhile, is the subject of several investigations, including a criminal probe by prosecutors in California and investigations by the Food and Drug Administration and Federal Trade Commission. Juul dominates the U.S. market for e-cigarettes and was on track for $2 billion in annual revenue this year before the CDC warning the regulatory crackdown, and a decision by Walmart, Inc. to halt e-cigarette sales in its U.S. stores. 
Jewel's rapid growth prompted Marlboro maker Altria Group Inc. to invest $12.8 billion last year for a 35% stake, which valued the e-cigarette maker at $38 billion. Federal health officials and anti-tobacco groups have blamed Jewel for a rise in underage vaping. Jewel says that it hasn't targeted teens, that it has taken steps to combat underage purchases, and that its products are intended for adult cigarette smokers who want to switch. Many of Jewel's employees already have been paid handsomely for their time at the company. More than $2 billion of Altria's investment was cash that went directly to the 1,500 people Jewel employed at the time of the December 2018 deal. That came out to about $1.3 million per employee through payouts varied based on tenure. Some of the money is being paid out in installments to encourage staff to stay. The next installment is due in October. So, I don't know. Um, if they don't get a handle on what's going on. And I do think that the flavored ones are targeting, actually targeting the teens. I mean, who else would want them, right? Who else is going to want strawberry-flavored nicotine you know, over the age of 18? That doesn't make sense to me that they're not targeting the flavored ones toward underage people. I mean, they might not be, they might be sneaking around about it, but as you saw, or as you heard on the Mayo Clinic video, I mean, the packaging is attractive to underage people, right? So who else, I mean, what adult is going to go for that? And I don't, I don't really know any adults that might want to smoke like flavored mango e-cigarettes, you know. So that, to sit there and say, well, they don't purposely target underage people. I don't know who else they're targeting. All right, so we have one more video, and this is called Jewel versus Cigarettes: Physicians Weigh In the Differential Now. This was posted by Medscape, and this was also one year ago. So let's take a listen. The Annals of Internal Medicine cross-sectional study found that former smokers who use only e-cigarettes or nicotine replacement therapy are substantially less likely to be exposed to carcinogens and toxins than those who continue to smoke. And a recent tobacco control report suggests that switching from cigarettes to vaping could prevent millions of premature deaths over a 10-year period. But what does that mean about juuling? And is juuling inherently better? As Juul begins to move globally, let's take a deeper look on the differential now. I'm Neil Bobser, and let's see what's up with e-cigarettes, or better known as the Jewels. Up until now, Jewel sales have been limited to the U.S. and Israel, two countries that don't really represent the world's largest market for smokers. In its recent fundraising round, Jewel has been valued around $15 billion, about 400% more than its original valuation. While this is great news for Juul, it may be a cause of concern for parents and public health officials especially, as younger populations such as teens have definitely been using Juuls more than they should be. We've seen 11% of high schoolers using Juuls and we see even 3% of middle schoolers using Juuls nowadays in the U.S. 
The regulatory reports in the year of 2018 suspect that the company itself, Juul, will grow by 25% in the year 2018 alone. Make you think about how they're going to scale globally and how their products will be permeating everywhere. By going global, Juul can tap into markets that have rates of cigarette use much higher than the US, including Eastern Europe, where the average person smokes about 2,000 cigarettes per year, and countries like Serbia, where people smoke around 3,000 cigarettes per year. The US ranks somewhere in the middle, with an average smoker smoking around 1,000 cigarettes per year. With the impending rise of e-cigarettes, how do you advise your patients about e-cigarettes? A Medscape poll that surveyed over 1,500 physicians asked this very question. 53% of physicians surveyed found e-cigarettes to be less harmful than smoking normal cigarettes. But following this, only 42% of physicians surveyed would even consider e-cigarettes an alternative to smoking. Of those that responded, 7% use e-cigarettes, 6% use normal cigarettes, and 86% don't smoke at all. Do you think a rise in e-cigarettes will transition patients with bad habits such as smoking to habits that might be a little better, such as e-cigarettes? Or do you think a rise in e-cigarettes might make it worse for parents and public health officials as younger individuals might see it as a gateway to smoking. What do you think about e-cigarettes and especially what do you think about flavoring? Do you think there might be a requirement to ban flavoring so that younger children do not feel tempted to use jewels or other kinds of e-cigarettes? Let us know in the comments below. Let us know how you feel about this and let us know what your opinion is and what other topics we might cover next time. This is Neil Bobster on The Differential Now. See you next time. All right, so there you have it. Now, again, the out of all the cases the CDC has demographic data, 61.9% of the victims were between 18 to 34 years old. And that's kind of young. But 16.2% are under the age of 18. Um, that's a pretty high percentage of the cases that, are, uh, that have the uh, illness. All right, now... A lot more of under age of 18 are probably vaping, but 16.2% of the cases, the illness cases, uh, are under the age of 18. So how many are actually vaping? That is the question. And it only stands for common sense to know that the flavored e-cigarettes are meant for underaged people. It's common sense, you know. So, um, here's another article in the Wall Street Journal. This was September 27th issue. They're talking about New York and vape shops brace for New York's ban on flavored e-cigarettes. Closing a store, rationing product, sale prices. Vape shops are scrambling after New York. The state temporarily banned the sale of flavored electronic cigarettes and nicotine e-liquids. This was written by Melanie Grace West and Jimmy Valkand. And so let's see what they have to say. In New York City, and because this might also hit us here in western Pennsylvania, all the vape shops. I mean, they're, they're saying 80% of the sales are flavored e-cigarettes. So this is going to hit the vape shops pretty good if it's a permanent ban. So in New York City, vape New York owner Spike Babian says the ban on the sale of flavored electronic cigarettes and nicotine e-liquids has forced her to let go of one of her workers. 
the owner of the vape shop in Buffalo, New York, already is telling customers he is likely to close if he can't sell flavored vaping products after a state-imposed ban takes effect next week. Another store owner in New York City isn't allowing her customers to stockpile their favorite vaping flavors, instead rationing sales to be fair to everyone. And a vape and smoke shop owner with stores in the Saratoga Springs area is offering a deal on her flavored products. Buy one, get the second half off to move as much product as possible. Customers are very angry. They're in panic mode right now, says Charlene Harris, 58 years old, the owner of Super Smoke and Save and Upstate New York Vapes, with shops in Saratoga Springs and Queensbury, New York. Hundreds of vape shops across New York are scrambling after state health officials last week issued an emergency regulation temporarily banning the sale of flavored electronic cigarettes and nicotine e-liquids. Miss Baby and the vaping devices in her East Harlem store. Uh, That's the one that was saying that, uh, you know, that it's going to really it's going to force her to let go of one of her workers so i don't know how many workers a shop has but one that's not too bad menthol and tobacco flavored products are still permitted but store owners now have to stop selling all the other flavors by october 4th or face stiff fines public health officials will also soon consider adding menthol flavors to the ban On Wednesday, a trade group representing business owners who sell vaping products in New York sued Governor Governor Andrew Cuomo and the State Department of Health seeking to halt the enforcement of the emergency regulation and asking for it to be annulled because it is in excess of their constitutional, statutory, and administrative authority. Our children's future is at stake. Bring it on, said a spokesman for Mr. Cuomo. The ban uh, comes amid a rash of vaping-related illnesses, and the and they report eight U.S. deaths, but now we know it's 13. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has urged people to stop vaping. And it says some people were sickened from vaping a marijuana ingredient called THC, though others were vaping only nicotine products. State health officials said they approved the ban to stem rising rates of e-cigarette use among children, During a radio interview Tuesday, Mr. Cuomo said he would meet with officials in Connecticut and New Jersey to create a regional strategy on vaping products and marijuana. So, it's a... It's a lot... uh, A lot happening, and it affects a lot of people. Um, Just, I hope that they finally find out what's going on. That would be all right. So, this is the Consumer Review Report here on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. If you have any ideas on any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at ConsumerReviewReport at gmail.com. I am also on Facebook at ConsumerReviewReport and on Twitter at CRRNMcKeesports. Also, if you'd like to rave or complain about a product, I'm at ConsumerReviewReport at gmail.com. 
I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. So this is the Consumer Review Report on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. I'm Diane Rebecca wishing everyone a safe and good week.